0: The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors to the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts and ideas of the distributor. Just like a mouthful of sunshine. I have learned so much from you. Fresh is always better. To me, I'm just like amazed. Great for everyone. I love your advice, by the way. Amazing. Eat This with Leanne Philipson. The keto diet is gaining in popularity, but is it safe? That's the question that many health experts are drawing a line in the sand on. Many don't think so, suggesting that it can do a lot more harm than good and even do some damage to one of the most important muscles of the body, your heart. On the flip side, proponents of the diet will tell you that it's safe, it's healthy, it's the best way for your body to shed weight quickly and efficiently. On today's Eat This Podcast, The Keto Diet, is it healthy or just plain dangerous? Okay, when you were a kid, did your parents make you eat stuff that you just couldn't stand? Brussels sprouts, spinach, asparagus, spam, cow tongue, in-school lunch sandwiches? Ugh, don't remind me. For whatever reason they push these foods onto you, you can be sure of one thing. They really wanted you to grow up healthy and strong. They were nurturing you in the way they learned and the only way they knew how, shaped by the wisdom of the day. I'm Leanne Phillipson, and I'm a registered nutritionist, best selling author, TV and radio personality, and now the host of Eat This, a podcast about the functional and emotional benefits of your diet and the food you eat. It's about being aware of the choices you have to get healthy and how to stay that way, just like your parents hoped you would. So stand by, listen up, and get ready to eat this. Keto people. Because I've done keto. Transition to a ketogenic diet. Probably the hottest diet in the world right now. In case you aren't familiar with it, experts have used the keto diet since the 1920s for epileptic seizures. Then, beginning in the in the 60s, for obesity, and over the last decade, for numerous conditions, including insulin resistance, diabetes, polycystic ovarian syndrome, acne, neurological situations including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, even to help fight cancer, respiratory disease, and cardiovascular disease. That is a massive list. Now, this diet focuses on fat, protein, and low carbs. So yes, it is a totally low-carb diet. Generally, that looks like about 75% fat, 20% protein, and about 5% carbs. Essentially, you're switching your body from being a carb-fueled machine into becoming a fat-burning machine, and your body uses something called ketones. Your liver makes those from actually breaking down the fat that you're eating, and that's been stored. And that becomes the fuel. It does create an efficiency that can cut cravings, help your blood sugar balance, enhance your mood, get rid of that brain fog, boost your energy, and shed those unwanted pounds really fast. Even with all those benefits, I have yet to recommend the keto diet to anyone. I don't happen to think that it's a sustainable way of eating, so I haven't jumped on this particular bandwagon. With all that I've seen and heard, more men have success in this diet than women, and I want to know if that's true and why. So coming up on today's eat this, I'm playing the role of the disbeliever and my guest Dr. Stephanie Estima is going to try and change my mind with all her experience as a keto expert. Myth, Myth or Miracle. On this week's Myth or Miracle, keeping with this keto theme, does eating a high-fat diet clog your arteries and give you heart disease? I bet your first thought is, uh, yeah, everyone knows that. Or maybe lately you've actually heard rumblings that fat's okay, but like, what am I supposed to do? You don't know what to do with this. Well, I'm here to clear it up for you. And in fact, this is a myth. Clogged or narrowing arteries is cholesterol building up on damaged arteries. While we typically think that cholesterol's a really bad thing, it's actually a healing mechanism. We need cholesterol. It's a part of every cell in our bodies, our brains, and our nerves need them to function. It's also used to manufacture hormones, including our sex hormones like estrogen and testosterone. So basically, we'd be lost without it. The problem arises when there's too much LDL, or what's known as bad cholesterol, in circulation in comparison to HDL, which is known as good cholesterol. So LDL, that's bad. HDL, that's good. A healthy balance of good cholesterol and lower bad cholesterol is ideal. Achieving that depends on a lot of the kind of fat that you eat. The keto diet is a diet that recommends eating 75% fat, which sounds crazy and really extreme, but it can actually help this balance of cholesterol. The key is that out of that 75% fat that I'm talking about, it did not come from chips or chocolate. So don't think that this is a free-for-all, put as much crazy saturated fat on your plate. It actually came from nuts, seeds, avocado, olive oils, and fish. So in short, eating a high-fat diet won't clog up your arteries. Eat This with Leanne Phillipson. My guest, Dr. Stephanie Estima, is a doctor of chiropractic with a special interest in functional neurology, brain metabolism, and the specific application of the ketogenic diet and fasting to female physiology. That means your body. She's also an expert in metabolism and body consumption. Right. I'm so honored that I'm your first podcast host. This is, are your guest. That's so great. Thank you. Well, when I was talking about keto, when I was thinking keto, I was like, okay, I know who I'm going to call. I'm going to reach out to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cool. So first off, can you speak to my thoughts of keto being more appropriate for men than women?
1: first I think it's it's important to take a step back when we're thinking about keto and the keto that I'm going to be talking about through the entirety of this episode is the type of keto that I have designed so there's in the online space we see a lot of keto that is sort of bacon butter burgers and repeat and that's that's about it yeah um, I am really a big fan of eating a clean ketogenic diet and, and when I say that what I'm talking about is having a lot of green leafy vegetables things that are going to be supporting your microbiome for your health and of course having you know nourishing fats that your you know body requires and expects yes men and women we have almost all of the same parts but we actually are very different in terms of how we function yes across most diets and this includes the ketogenic diet it would include other Uh, proxies for weight loss, men are usually quicker responders. Um, So they can, you know, be on that, let's say if it's keto, they can be on the keto diet for a week and they're like, oh, wow, look, I just dropped 10 pounds. It's not great. And like a woman may drop one or two. It's mainly water weight. It's always like that. Yeah. And she's like, what the heck? Right. So I I actually see a lot uh, in my program. It's mainly women that uh, probably like 96, 97% women that come into uh, the keto clean program, and it is not, the, you know, if they do this with their partners, you know, if they're doing the keto diet with their partners, they are slower responders. So there's a couple of reasons uh, why that is. One is probably the most glaringly obvious, which is we are different hormonally. We have a different hormonal environment than our male counterparts do. Yes, absolutely. But that's not that's not to say that it's not effective for women. It just takes us longer to get there because we have a more complex hormonal environment.
0: It's really frustrating for women, and as you said, before it really is with any particular diet not necessarily the ketogenic diet it is a a guy can drop 10 pounds in a week five pounds in a week and it would take a woman you know a month to do that and by that time she's exasperated by ah no I can't this is just not coming together
1: right and I've had and I've actually had men like I've had husband and wife couples join the program and then the, the I've had a in one particular instance the husband reached out to us you know kind of secretly and said, well, my, we're eating the same stuff and she's not losing the weight. Like, I think she's cheating. I think that she's like doing, uh, she's eating things that I don't know she's eating, like what's going on. So we had to, you know, do a, uh, a bit of a coaching session around that in terms of what the differences are in terms of response, like responsiveness for, for men and
0: women. Right. Of course. What's your own experience with the keto diet personally for yourself? So
1: I started doing it. I really noticed a big, Uh, shift in my energy. So I'm a mom of three boys. Um, If any, uh, any moms out there that know and they're, you know, I still have some of them, like my two younger ones are, you know, they're not quite sleeping, like they'll wake up, you know, overnight or they'll have, you know, bed dreams and that kind of thing. So my sleep is disrupted a lot. So a lot of times I would be, you know, waking up and then I'd have to go to the clinic the next day and I would just felt like a bag of potatoes. So when I started eating keto, or, do, or going keto, or however you want to call it, I noticed a really big shift in my overall energy and then really extra energy at the end of the day. So I used to hit sort of a two to three, two to four o'clock in the afternoon, I would hit a really big low. And that's when a lot of my calories pre-keto would would tend to come in. Right. Um, and then once I became fat adapted and was eating a higher fat diet, I noticed that I could go for you know, hours without needing a snack, but also my energy levels were very consistent through the day. So I had as much energy at 3 or 4 o'clock when the kids came home as I did at 9 or 10 in the morning.
0: So how long does it take for the body to shift into a ketogenic state using ketones as fuel?
1: Uh, It varies. I I know that's kind of a crappy answer, but it it does vary. Um, So for most people to become fat adapted, um, it is somewhere in the range of 8 to 12 weeks. That being said, uh, you can get into a state of ketosis uh, you know, if you're a fast responder, you know somewhere around a week.
0: So I'm not convinced that this diet is sustainable. Sounds like you've managed to stay on it for, for a couple of years. I asked mm-hmm. my community on social media about their experience, and I had a number of comments that while people lost weight quickly, they felt the best they ever had in such a long time, mm-hmm. when they kind of got bored or they fell off, they wanted to eat like everyone else, or like, oh yeah, carbs, the weight went back on faster than it came off.
1: The way, when I think about the keto diet, I like to think about it in, in, in the way that you're describing. So, both like short term gains and then long term gains. So, okay. you know, a lot of people will come to me because they have like a dress, there's a wedding coming up, or there's like an event that they want to lose weight for, get into the dress, or just, you know, lose the weight that they, you know, their doctors told them if you don't do this, you have to get on such and such medication. Okay. So, there is certainly a very well documented you can lose quite a bit of weight initially on the ketogenic diet and part and the reason why is because you're restricting most people have a lot of processed carbohydrates in their diet so things like the cookies the chips the crackers that kind of thing when we remove those things from your diet we also reduce your inflammation because for most people these are very pro-inflammatory so this is a very anti-inflammatory way of eating because you're reducing some of these things that tend to be pro-inflammatory, you lose a lot of weight. But the way that I like to look at keto is not that it's just a diet for weight loss. I actually really, you know, even the word diet, I sort of have, you know, know. philosophical, you know, you know an opposition to it because when you choose to eat a certain way, any diet that you choose to follow, there should be some flexibility so that if you go to a wedding and you have cake and, you know, or you have, yes. you know, you break bread with friends over Thanksgiving or whatever, you know, that there is a way for you to get back on it easily. And it's a way that is going to make you feel full and satiated 80% of the time. It's like the eighty twenty rule, right? right? Like I'm not always in a state of ketosis. You you like, you shouldn't be always in a state of ketosis. So I, whatever event, if I have people over for supper or I'm going out to an event, you know, that's a big event. I'm, I may have carbohydrates, you know, but that's, that's part of the pleasure of living, <laughs> you know, yes. sharing food with friends.
0: Body boost of the week. So this week we're talking about supplements. I want to talk about vitamin D. So what's up with that? I know you've heard about it, you've probably read about it. So let's break it down. Yes, you can eat vitamin D rich foods like oily fish, full-fat dairy, eggs, mushrooms, but 90% of our vitamin D comes from the sun on your unsunscreened skin. Are you following a keto diet? Because if you are, vitamin D is one of the top five supplements that you need to take every day. Research into vitamin D and why we need it so badly has exploded in the past 10 years or so. Okay, I want you to go and have a look in the mirror. Check out your gums. Do you see red inflamed gums in your mouth? Or have you been diagnosed with gum disease? Uh, Yeah, you're likely low in vitamin D. Increasing your vitamin D, especially over the winter months, could help the amount of colds and flus that you get. I remember years ago around H1N1, SARS, vitamin D kept coming up again, again, and again. So there's definitely science behind that. According to Health Canada, adults up to about 70 years of age need around 600 IUs a day. Kids need about the same and babies at least 400 IUs every single day. As a nutritionist I very often recommend a little bit more than that. You can have your blood tested to see where your levels are at. It is something in Canada that you're going to have to pay for. When I was formulating my new Take This line of supplements I looked for the best possible. Used a nanosphere technology and a liposome spray form, added it to K2 for maximum absorption. All the action actually happens in the mouth and bypasses digestion. I'll fill you in a little bit more about that in the next month or so. Eat this with Leanne Philipson. I'm talking with Dr. Stephanie Estima, doctor of chiropractic, specifically about the keto diet. So to take it back to the average person saying, "Okay, I think I'm going to try keto," Mm you know, fat and protein—they're really low in fiber. What have you done, or how have you adapted the typical keto diet so that we have fiber, so that everyone's still having a good poo every day? And as you mentioned before, we've got to we've got to support the microbiome and have a healthy gut. And fruits and vegetables and fiber are key for that
1: hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, when I am teaching people to build a plate, you know, if you're looking at your meal, you should be asking yourself three questions. Where are the plants? If that should be the mainstay of your, of your plate, like whether that's a bed of arugula or spinach or, you know, kale or Swiss chard, bok choy, Brussels sprouts, that kind of thing, broccoli, cauliflower, because they are very high in insoluble fiber.
0: Okay. And let's say somebody going on a keto diet hates greens.
1: So if somebody doesn't want to eat greens?
0: Yes. Would they? Yeah, would I don't you, know what to tell you. Like, you have to eat greens. Would you suggest?
1: <laughs> like you have to be an adult and eat your greens. Like, mom would you, was right. Yes, That's I know, like, I know. The fiber that is contained in those green leafy vegetables cannot be broken down by the body, meaning that it will just, uh, it does not count towards your carbohydrate intake for the day. And, like, vegetables, you know not a lot of people realize this, but vegetables are a carbohydrate. That part of the carbs, like the, the part that is fibrous, that insoluble fiber just passes through the bowel. The roughage will kind of
0: clean the,
1: you know... It acts like uh, a
0: broom, doesn't the, it? Just a sweep on the inside of the intestines. Yeah, it's like a it's broom. A nice you got
1: it. So, And it also attracts a lot of water to it. So if you are, you know, if you are eating those foods, you're also going to have a softer stool, like a softer bowel movement as well. Yeah. I'm never going to say you can't have, you shouldn't have greens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I always tell people to eat the greens, but I understand yeah. the, the, the resistance too, and you got to put
1: your big girl pants on and just do it. Like, well, you know, big some, girl and you know, big boy pants because there's yeah, a lot of, a lot of your, men. You've got to put your adult pants on and just, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I know people who have started the keto diet, they go into keto flu and yeah. they promptly bail.
1: Um, I will say that not everybody else does it as well. Some people very seamlessly switch from being in a glycolytic or sugar-burning state to a fat-burning state. So okay. What the keto flu is, is it feels like a flu. So you know, if you've ever had the misfortune of, you know, having the flu, you have, you know, maybe you're nauseous, you're lightheaded, you have like your muscles ache, uh, you can have either loose stools or be, feel very constipated, um, dizziness, like it just sucks, like it doesn't, fe- it's not pleasant. One of the things that I coach people on doing is uh, having electrolytes. When you first go on keto, you lose typically a ton of weight. It tends to be water weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that bloat, uh, mm-hmm. goes away, but with that water, we also lose essential electrolytes as well. So a way to make it a little nicer, like the muscle aching, the crampiness, you know, the loose stools and the nausea is to supplement with, you can either do it with like sea salt and water. So like putting a bit of sea salt in your water and you're going to get some chlorine and some sodium from that or a proper electrolyte. Uh, supplement where you have, uh, you know, the the sodium, the potassium, uh, the chlorine, and the uh, magnesium as well.
0: Right. And how long did that last for?
1: Again, it depends. The most I've ever seen it last is uh, eight days. Uh, but for most people, eight they're kind of days. in and out of it in like, a you know, one or two day like one it's one or two days for most people
0: yeah because anybody listening is going to be saying um no not yeah. not into this but <laughs> no if you thanks. already yeah. feel that terrible and yeah. you're kind of at the bottom then maybe the only way is up and and going through this if you feel mm-hmm. that bad you might not feel that different how is this how does the keto impact the, you know the hormonal symptoms so let's say from pms to anyone going through perimenopause or who or who are in menopause mm-hmm. does it exacerbate the system the the symptoms or do do they kind of like go poof and they're all gone and everybody feels amazing no more hot flashes or no more PMS or cravings before uh, menstruation?
1: What I observe is that women who are peri or postmenopausal the hot flashes the foggy thinking uh, the weight gain through the abdomen all of these things do get much better on my protocol, on the Keto Clean protocol. Okay. So when we think about peri and postmenopause, a lot of the conversation tends to be around the destruction of estrogen and now you don't have any estrogen or, you know, the progesterone, testosterone. But a lot of these symptoms that women experience as they are going through peri and postmenopause is also very much linked to uh, something that we call hyperinsulinemia, which is just a fancy word for saying high insulin, high levels of insulin.
0: Or being addicted to carbohydrates.
1: Right. Even so more of insulin a is way your fat it. storage hormone. So when you are consuming carbohydrates, the response in your body is to raise insulin. So it can take the glu- like it can take the carbs yep. and put them into cells. When you have been eating this way for a long time, as you move through peri and post-menopause, a lot of the symptoms that you are going to be experiencing, the hot flashes, the brain fog, those aren't necessarily related to estrogen. They are related to hyper. Insulinemia. Your insulin levels are too high. So the keto diet is very, a uh, very useful proxy, a very useful um, intervention for helping peri and postmenopausal women with the, again, the, the severity of their, of their, of their symptoms. And what I see in in the keto clean program is most, most women who follow the protocol are like, yeah, I, I never thought that I would be able to. Feel this way again—that I have the concentration that I do, that I have the energy that I do, etc.
0: So Mem- memory,
1: focus, productivity, their ability to stay on a task without getting distracted. I mean, yeah. these are all this is all frontal lobe stuff. This is all stuff you know when we think about your cortex or your you know upper brain areas or your upper brain centers. These are really important and. You know, life is really distracting. We have phones, we have TVs, we have alerts all the time. And like, it's really easy to be constantly distracted and feeling like you're pulled in a lot of different ways. And this is one way to make you feel more grounded and calm and being able to do the things that that you need to be doing.
0: Super. Thank you. If you have any further questions for Dr. Stephanie, you can find her at drstephanieestima.com. That's E-S-T-I-M-A dot com. And she's very generously offered $50 off her keto clean program with the discount code of KCD2019. So that wraps up this Eat This episode on the keto diet. You can head over to LeannePhilipson.com, Check out the keto recipe that Dr. Stephanie has given us to try. It is for you to try and make sauerkraut latke and sautéed spinach. Now, I seriously want to know if you make this and how does it taste. You can also find me on Instagram as leannephillipson. Check out Nutrition on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm at SproutRight. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Leanne Phillipson, and remember, let's eat this one mouthful at a time.